This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the many, many members that we have. In fact, over 4,000 members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Of those 4,000 individual members, there's about 700 different companies or brokerages that are um, all a part of it. So you can see how we all come together in a spirit of cooperation to help one another. We also have a lot of affiliate members. That would be lenders, escrow companies, property managers, um, people that are not directly in sales um, necessarily, but um, are sure affiliated with the whole process because it does take a team. It takes a village to to close an escrow and uh, and put. But here's a good thought for you. How about what other industry do you see that has two competing companies that come together into one transaction to make two parties uh, achieve their dreams? So that, that's the wonderful part of what we do. Um, today we have three guests in here, and, and this is going to be a good show. I, I could tell you from the few minutes we've been here already, it will be a lively one. Uh, first, we have Gina Dobson. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Gina, you are the Vice President of Regency Property Management, and you brought along the the brains of the operation, right? <laughs> uh, the, yes. The real worker, and that's Allison Nahara, a Community Association Manager. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Good, good morning. Good morning. D- do you like that title I gave you? It's perfect. All right. Yeah. And you agree with it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) We are going to be talking a little later in the show about something that there's a lot of misunderstanding on, and that's called HOAs. Uh, And um, we're going to dive into that so that all our listeners fully understand what an HOA is, Mm -hmm. the benefits, uh, when it's not for you, and, and such. We also have here in the studio with us Michelle Johnson, um, who is part of the uh, Hero Hero Loan Team. Team. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. And you do loans for heroes. That's right. We specialize in in heroes. uh, And so... Did you want me to go into it now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us so about that. So oftentimes when, I, when, when people think heroes, they just think uh, military or first responders. But we or are... Or radio talk show hosts. <laughs> That's right. Well, we do get a lot of questions like, what about the real estate agent? They're heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, a lot of people that, that they get that when they sell a home. Like, I, you're my hero. And, and making those dreams come true. The loan officer, the real estate agent, when somebody thinks they can't buy a house obviously is heroic but what we qualify as heroes are um you know any branch and any employee in law enforcement um firefighters military both active duty and veterans um anybody in education so everybody thinks Mm -hmm. teachers professors we also include any of the supporting characters so if they're the principal the counselor lunch director you name it if they work for the school district or university they will qualify for some of our programs and then of course the medical umbrella 
So not just doctors, nurses, EMTs, but pharmacists and respiratory therapists, um, x-ray technicians, CNAs. If they work for a medical building, then they will qualify for some programs as well. Okay. And you say qualify for the, these programs. What, what are the programs like and what are the benefits of it? Yeah, that's a really good question because a lot of times you'll hear of a HERO program kind of out there on the market and you think like, do I qualify for it? And what exactly does it have to offer? And um, the way that we are doing this is we actually broker with uh, a lot of different lending options. So we're a direct lender, but we also broker. So it gives us access to around 75 to 100 different lending options. And so uh, that usually gives us about 200 programs to um, choose from. So there's um, down payment assistance programs, um, closing cost credits with aggressive rates, rate concessions, and exceptions for low credit scores or high debt to income ratios and combinations of those. What do you mean by a rate concession? That's a really good question as well. Uh, <laughs> So hey, I'm just a curious yeah. guy. So, <laughs> so basically, uh, there's a market rate that's out there, and then based on your credit score, you'll either land at that market rate or lower or higher, just <laughs> kind of depending on uh, you know what your credit is, what your debt-to-income ratio is, your income history, all of those types of things. Well, a rate concession takes that rate that you would normally get, and it lowers it either by you know 0.5%, a full point, just kind of depending on what's available, what you qualify for, those types of things. So from a six and a half, maybe you can get a six. Right, exactly. Which would lower your payment. Yes, but absolutely. What's, what's a cost for something like that? So that's the thing is normally you would have to kind of buy those down, whereas with these different programs that we get, it's being offered as an incentive because of the work that you're doing in the community. So the different lending institutions are implementing specials, programs, incentives as kind of a give back to the hero client and um, and beyond that we always waive our lender fees for our hero clients so they're not paying that loan origination loan processing underwriting fee whatever the other lender may call it we don't charge that so they save a couple thousand dollars right at the bat at closing and then in addition to that we find any programs that they might qualify for so they might get that discount plus a rate concession but with 200 different programs, how would the typical client know, or go sift through all of those and know what's best for them? No, <laughs> we wouldn't want you to do that. And um, it really wouldn't be beneficial for anyone because I might sift, be sifting through these 200 programs and find one that I'm like, this looks magical. <laughs> yeah. And then I want that. And then come to find out, mm -hmm. sure, you could get half off a house, but there's only 20 of them in the entire state of California and they're in really bad neighborhoods. And so when it, the practical application of that program comes along, you're not going to buy a house. The real estate agent isn't going to sell a house, not with that program. So we're able to say, hey, what, what is your occupation? Where do you fit in the hero clientele? And then from there, say, okay, what are you bringing to the table? Are you needing some down payment assistance or do you have that taken care of? And really what you want is help with your closing costs and your rate concession and, and different things like that. And so that allows for us to really guide you and say these are the three or four programs that may work for you. These are the costs and benefits for each programs. These are the side-by-side -side comparisons. 
and then you can have the decide the decision to okay i think i'm going to go with this one it's going to work best for me and you just said something that i hope all our listeners heard and that is how the loan officer can help guide you to the right program and guide you through the process um i've been seeing a course an increase in online lending and boy i am not a in favor of that i i like to see somebody and say wait a minute i didn't understand that uh excuse could you explain it again or why is this better than that one Uh, and that's tough to do online yeah we definitely don't encourage anybody going to our website in fact you can't even fill out an application on our website you can ask to speak with a loan officer from our website and then we can help guide you and and I always say, if you don't know, like there's a lot of people who think, I can't buy a house yet. And uh, and if you don't know that because you haven't spoke to a loan officer who's told you, hey, you need to get your credit to a certain point or you're going to need this much down or whatever the case may be, then you don't know what you don't know. And it's really important that even if you don't feel like you're ready right now, that you understand what you need to do to be ready. So talking to a loan officer at any point, if you ever think you want to buy a house, you should talk to a loan officer and figure out what you do need. Mm-hmm. And meeting in person is so, so important. Uh, I met with somebody a couple of weeks ago uh, write, uh, writing an offer, um, but because we were in person, I could tell she wasn't ready to make that commitment. Arms were crossed. She was nervous. I could see that. She didn't say anything that would have led me that way, but I could see it, so I knew to to back off and say, let me explain this again. And, and all of a sudden, the arms dropped, and it's like, oh, okay, let, let's do this. Mm-hmm. It was her comment. So uh, meeting in person is good. And here's a thought for everybody out there listening to the show. We all know what happened in 2004 through seven, let's say, with some of those crazy loans. And, you know, um, I know the lenders tried to blame the appraisers, the appraisers tried to blame someone else, but here's who I'm blaming. It's all because I saw so many people say, I didn't understand that loan. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I had a balloon payment. Mm -hmm. Well, it was also our society's first run with online lending. And that's why people didn't understand the adjustable rate mortgages, the negative amortization, the um, difference between a 1% rate and a 1% payment. Um, it, it, so it was just really confusing. Mm-hmm. And I really think if we were dealing in person locally, we wouldn't have had those issues. Mm-hmm. So. All right. I kind of got off the track there. (laughs) Let's get back to helping do loans for heroes. And I want everybody to listen to that. There's a difference between what you do and the hero loan program. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So there is a loan. It's basically a home equity loan, basically, is what happens is, is heroes 
have been out there saying, well, I want to add solar to my house. I want to redo my kitchen, things like that. And so then there's a Hero Loan program that goes along with that. So a lot of people, when they hear Hero Loan team, they think it's uh, Hero Loans, which they're not the same thing. That's one program for refinances only. And the reason that that gets a bad name is, again, lack of communication with the loan officer and the client and not understanding that if you are going to sell that home, it's not bundled in with the sale it doesn't it get kind of paid off with your mortgage the way that a regular one would you actually have to pay off that loan ahead of time in order to sell your loan and um, not a bad thing just if it's for you and you understand everything you can go forward with it but what hero loan team does is it's not one hero program we attach programs to the different loan options that are available so you're still getting a va loan or an fha loan or a conventional loan and then you're getting these programs attached to that loan and that's another reason that you want to work with a qualified hero specialist because other loan officers are out there and they may have some access to some of these programs, may be aware of some of these programs, you may even bring that program to your loan officer and then they say, okay, let's do that program without them really knowing the costs and benefits. And, and instead we're able to say, yeah, we've heard of that program. It's not the best program. Let me tell you why. And let's find your program that's gonna get you to the goals that you're seeking without those costs or negative aspects. All right. Thank you for that explanation. And the loan that is that line of credit for home improvements, the HERO is an acronym for, I believe it's Home Energy Renovation. I don't know the acronym, but yes, yes, but it's, yes, but it's something different than what we're doing. Right. So there's a difference between that and being a real HERO and getting the benefits of that. And, you know, my father was a veteran and uh, considered a hero for being uh, being in World War II. Wow. And, and, boy, I saw the benefits that he got from that. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But on these thoughts, we're going to go to our first commercial break. When we get back, we're going to dive into HOAs and find out a little bit more about that. So stay tuned. Because the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we've got a good show today. We were just talking about uh, loan programs for heroes, such as our military, law enforcement, medical. Now we're going to turn and talk to to Gina Dobson and Allison Allison Nahara Uh uh, of Regency Property Management. I knew that. (laughs) Um, and I want to find out about homeowner associations. What are they and, and such? So Sure, sure. Um, so I, I am Allison O'Hara. I'm a community association manager with Regency Property Management. Um, and an HOA is it's a homeowner association or it's an organization, kind of like an, a nonprofit entity, uh, usually developed by the builder or the developer. 
Um, and within that HOA, you will have rules enforced for the residents of the community. Um, they'll usually collect assessments or monthly dues to pay for the common area items within that community, usually like a, a gated community or maybe they have a pool, a clubhouse, you know, the common area landscaping and whatever other amenities that may be within that development. All right. So it's a nonprofit. Correct. Yes. And I want, and I'm sure this is not news to you, but as a realtor, I hear this so many times. Oh no, I don't want it in an HOA because I don't want to have to pay extra money. But it's like, wait a minute, you're going to get something for that extra money, right? Yes. So, um, so there are definitely definitely pros and cons within living in an HOA or purchasing in an HOA. So some of the pros would be, yes, the association would cover common area items. If it's a condominium project, you'll see that most HOAs will cover the roofs, maybe siding or painting, usually exterior repairs like fences, you know, things of that nature. So for a homeowner who wants minimum, you know, effort in maintaining their property, it's a great buy. Absolutely. Um, but then some of the cons that come with an HOA are you will have a board of directors and your CCNRs, which are your governing documents that will enforce rules. So they can tell you what color to paint your house, if you can have, you know, certain decorations in your yard. Um, you know, you've seen maybe HOAs that will give you landscape violations and tell you what you can plant in your front yard and so forth. So it really comes down to a personal preference. Um, that that's really where you know the main issue we find is with some of these homeowners are all HOAs the same so do they all cover the roof and no and all HOAs are different all of them are different um, so if you are a buyer looking to purchase into an HOA the best thing to do for that buyer is to reach out to the realtor or the management company of that association and ask for their CCNRs ask for their guidelines ask for their budget um, most often than not, you'll find the community manager will be able to provide that to you. And so you can see what that HOA covers. Are the roofs covered? Are the gates covered? What are the dues each month? How often do they increase each year? Um, so those are all things that the buyer should be aware of before purchasing. So this is what I love about hosting this show. I, as a realtor, get to ask the questions that are burning on, on my brain. Okay, so here's one. At what point can a buyer ask for all that documentation. Let's say, um, and I know you can do it in escrow, and, and usually the escrow company will order the documents and provide them to the buyer. What if a buyer's only considering a home in, in that particular one? Can they call you up and ask questions? Absolutely, absolutely. So we actually get that quite often. Um, that's very common and a lot of times we will have a prospective buyer call our office and say hey we're looking at purchasing a unit or a property within this association can you tell me what the rules are or what are the dues each month you know they will ask those questions and i know a lot of times you'll find the community manager will be happy to answer those questions for that buyer because what we have found is that the more informed the buyer is, the happier homeowner they're gonna become within that association. Bingo, all right. <laughs> I, you and I agree on that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's people that, people that get into one where they, same with getting into a loan that they don't understand. Exactly. It, it, they're not gonna be happy. 
it's better to make them happy it, in the exactly beginning. and so from a management standpoint you know it actually makes more work for us when we have an unhappy homeowner who doesn't know the rules who isn't familiar with an hoa because usually we're the ones having to send out the violation letters or call the homeowner and say hey you need to move your trash cans in <laughs> you know or something of that nature so uh, and and of course we want the homeowners to be happy with their purchase we want them to enjoy living in that community mm -hmm. so i know preparing those documents can be time consuming and and there is a cost to them mm -hmm. so if that buyer is only considering that particular home is there a cost for getting that those documents so at regency one of the rules and i tell the managers is we will provide those for free um just not the entire package but we will give them the information they need to make an educated decision absolutely we want them to know what they're getting into okay. absolutely that is good to know now so some uh, how does somebody know when they're in an hoa so uh, one of the first signs you can tell is if it's a gated community. If it is a gated community, whether it's a, a PUD or a condominium association, it's, an asso it's a homeowners association. It's an HOA. But also keep in mind that doesn't always necessarily plan, plan right. out like that. So mm -hmm. there is some HOAs that do not have gates and they don't maintain their gates like that. How uh, is it a recorded item on the title? So in other words, would the title company and the escrow be able to definitively say, hey, you're in an HOA? Yes, uh, escrow usually is. Uh, they are our to-go people, you know, they're our to-go's. Um, the one thing that escrow looks for is the buyer to let them know they're in an HOA. So I find sometimes when um, there's a transfer, there is some um, homeowners that are not aware they're in an HOA. And that's because the buyer didn't inform escrow or escrow didn't see it on the uh, title when they pulled information, so. And of course, the seller is really the, the person that should disclose that. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna know because they're either pay, paying mm -hmm. annual or monthly dues. Um, or they've gotten a letter from the HOA saying, you know, having three non-operative vehicles on your grass, is, that's not a good idea. I, I can tell you there is no way that you could live in an HOA and not know that you're in an HOA. And you will know. Okay. <laughs> and why is that? Well, for one, you will be paying monthly dues. And if you don't pay your monthly dues, you will receive a delinquency letter, guaranteed. And if you haven't received a delinquency letter for not paying your dues, you will see meeting notices posted at your at your common area items, like either in your community park or your gate entrance, you know, for the board meetings. You'll get notifications from the HOA, you know, like community newsletters and memos, board meeting minutes, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and a seller should be the one to disclose it, but buyers need to know this too not every seller is going to know now if you're living there yes like you say you're going to know but sometimes we have sellers who are the children uh out-of-state children for parents who may have passed away or moved into a retirement home and they don't really know mm -hmm. uh, and i've had that where a, a seller has said 
they don't know about this or they don't know about that. And it's just like when a out of town or non-occupying seller does a disclosure, that that means you need to invest, the buyer needs to investigate a little further because mm-hmm. that buyer, excuse me, that seller's not gonna have firsthand knowledge if the roof leaks or the fourth burner on the cooktop works or doesn't work. So that's why you do that home inspection. And a buyer with their realtor should do a pretty thorough check into the HOA. And I just wanna say that uh, it also affects the loan side as well Mm -hmm. because you really shouldn't be able to close on a home without knowledge of your HOA and your dues because you have a a monthly payment that the bank is allowing for since when you mentioned you know 2008 since then they've allowed they've had very big checks and balances when it comes to the income that you're making and how much you're allowed to be spending on your home payment because they want to make sure that you can afford it and that you're not going to go into default and so your HOA payment is a factor in how much you can Mm -hmm. um, purchase so but but I, I always think that you know it's important to understand if i'm not spending that on my hoa i'm going to be spending it on my gardener on snow removal on trash whatever it is that the hoa is covering so what are some of the typical things that an hoa covers like michelle just mentioned um gardeners and and such sure so if it's a, a pud a planned unit development usually done by a developer you know you'll see the single family residential lots um typically those will cover if, if it is a gated community it will cover the gates it'll also cover common area landscape like near the entrance of the community it'll cover street lights paving uh, of the roads um, if there's a community park, it'll cover, you know, the maintenance of the park area or a pool or a clubhouse. It'll cover those things as well. All right. And believe it or not, it's time for another commercial break. But stay tuned because we're going to have a whole lot more on HOAs and on loans. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we're here in the studio today with Michelle Johnson, uh, a loan officer that does loans for heroes. Uh, and and we describe what heroes are. They're they're in the medical field. They're uh, law enforcement, Education. military, and radio talk show hosts. <laughs> firefighters yeah well it all fits in together there then we also have gina dobson and allison nahara of regency property management in here i i still got a bunch of questions about what we were talking about in the last segment on hoas homeowner associations Mm -hmm. so um we talked about they're they're not all equal I mean, some offer you a very minimum package. Others offer you everything from clubhouses to um, uh, lakes with Mm -hmm. boats, Mm -hmm. which we have some here in Fresno. Um, And and so you've got to pick one that is right for you. It's a benefits package. Exactly. I like that. That that (laughs) might be a good way to put it. An HOA is a benefits package. If you want a swimming pool that you don't have to take care of every every week, uh, if you don't want to do your lawn, if you want a racquetball court, 
you can find an HOA mm -hmm. that will fit you. Exactly. And it's a nonprofit, so you're paying the bills, getting a little bit of little salary, right? And, and uh, taking care of everything. So pick the right HOA. Now, uh, have you ever had somebody in the wrong HOA that just w was not happy with rules? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the most common issues that we run into is homeowners who buy into an HOA that have no idea what an HOA is or that they even bought into an HOA. Um, so, you know, then they get blindsided. You know, as soon as they move in, they start tearing out landscape and making all these changes to their lot, right? You know, because they're excited about their new home. And, you know, within the first 30 days, they're receiving a violation letter. You're not allowed to paint your garage door that color. You can't rip out the landscape without, a, you know, an architectural request form turned in. And they don't even know what that is. <laughs> and, you know, so we end up finding ourselves, we have to be the ones to educate them and say, hey, by the way, you moved into an HOA. You literally pay us to enforce these rules. Yeah. And that usually kind of flips their lid, right? <laughs> you know, and then they find out, what, I can't just replace my landscape with whatever I want? No, yeah. there, there's rules. And, you know, some people love living in a community with all of those rules and some people don't like it. So it really just comes down to personal preference. And I have to say this, you're not the only one enforcing the rules. No. So I had a client a couple of months ago who wanted to sell their home and their home was beautiful. The yard was meticulous, but right next door were four vehicles up on jacks mm -hmm. uh, and had the customary cobwebs everywhere mm -hmm. underneath them. Yeah. And uh, the yard was totally unkept. And, and I said, you know, this is going to be a little bit of an issue. Somebody who wants to move into this beautiful, meticulously kept home of yours has to be okay with living next door mm -hmm. to that. Well, an HOA would handle exactly. that. So that is actually one of the benefits of an HOA is living in an HOA is known to increase property value, right? Because they do take care of the community. You do have a board of directors and a management company you know, that are out there enforcing those community rules. So the common area looks good. They, they're maintaining the community and, and the beautification of the community, which is a great thing. Um, however, on the flip side of that is, you know, sometimes you have HOAs where they, you know, are struggling to find board members, or maybe they have a really relaxed board and they're not enforcing the CCNRs. Sometimes they're self-managed. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh, that's another issue. And so, you know, I will say, you know, another red flag as well is if that HOA does not increase their dues regularly to keep up with inflation, more than likely they're going to be underfunded, which is going to affect that property value. And that'll also affect the homeowner when they go to refinance their loan as well, because lenders don't like that to see an HOA that's underfunded. So those are just, you know, some signs to look out for. But, you know, like I said, there's definitely benefits to an HOA, but you also got to do your homework as a buyer. Yeah. And, and as far as like that situation where the house next door was unkept, yeah, the HOA would have taken care of that. Mm -hmm. But there's other rules and regulations, city and county rules, mm -hmm. uh, zoning laws, mm -hmm. CCNRs, which are covenant codes, covenants and restrictions, which are put on by a, a developer mm -hmm. uh, for an entire neighborhood. Those usually say you cannot have non-operative vehicles. Exactly. Um, 
And most HOAs will have a parking policy as well on top of their CCNRs. And you'll see that they can tow vehicles if they're out there on jacks or inoperable or the registration is not kept up. Um, So that's another thing homeowners need to be aware of. Most HOAs don't like to see inoperable vehicles stored in the community. They don't like extra cars. And a lot of times you'll find in HOAs the streets are already narrow enough or pretty small. They can't allow for all of that. So they do tow, and that will be at the homeowner's expense if they're not aware. Mm You mentioned boards, and I know, Gina, you speak a lot to these board of directors. What? How do you get on the board of directors of an HOA? Can, can I get on one if I don't live there? Uh, no, you can't, huh. unfortunately. Um, so you have but to But I like be... to tell people what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so you actually need to be a homeowner. You need to be listed on the grant deed. Um, And then when there is the annual meeting, there's a call for candidates and you can submit your resume and get on the board Uh, that way. Usually there's anywhere from three to seven board members uh, per association. So it just depends on the association and how many board members are on that uh, particular uh, association. So if I live in in a PUD, that's managed by this HOA, um, and I don't like some of the policies. You know, one, I don't like the gardener, and I don't like the, the pool guy. I can run to get on the board of directors and make some changes. Absolutely, that's what we encourage our homeowners to do when we do get those calls. Uh, we ask them to get on the board and make those changes. Uh, as a property manager, uh, we we um we don't make the rules we just enforce them and so the board of directors are basically the conduit of communication based you know like they need to tell us what to do we we take instructions from them so they can make rule changes and adopt uh different policies for the community and likewise if uh if you live in the city and you don't like how things are going you can run for city council Mm -hmm. run for mayor and, and affect change that way yeah. So really, an HOA is another form of government. It, it is. is. Exactly. <laughs> it's, oh, God, it's, that, it's, that lit both of you up. <laughs> it's literally a mini government inside your community. That's, yes. that's pretty much what it is. Yes. So somebody who doesn't like uh, rules and regulations probably shouldn't even live in the city. They should live in the county. A- exactly. Uh, on their own plot of land. Yeah. So keep in mind, though you live in the county, there is associations out there. Uh, So uh, there is just there is some associations out in the county. So they will be there to tell you, you know, certain things that can be or can't be done. Yeah, I'm thinking of one right now um, out on East Herndon called Blackhawk and beautiful place. And there's probably only I'm gonna guess 10 homes in there in this gated community but every one is beautiful meticulously kept and I would imagine they have a very strong HOA because Mm -hmm. everything is you can tell where one neighbor's home and property complements the others Mm -hmm. so maybe that's a big benefit of an HOA Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I will say the more involved the homeowners are in their community, the better the HOA. It's literally going to affect the community. When you have more homeowner involvement and more homeowners that care, 
th- that really determines what the HOA is going to look like in the future. Ah, and that's a good point because that makes me look at Michelle Johnson on the lending side because lenders look at the occupancy rate uh, inside of an HOA. Why, why would that be? Why, why does it matter that there's 80% owner occupants or 20%? Yeah, definitely a good question. And and that just speaks to the appreciation of the property. And they're looking at how many people are paying the HOA. Like, do they have the funds? Like what they talked about before, like a lender doesn't want to see an HOA that is underfunded because most likely then they're going, they may, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, they may actually do an assessment. Mm-hmm. A special a special assessment. Exactly, a special assessment. And so what that does um, you guys could probably speak to this a little bit more, but but it just basically they need to make some kind of a, a repair or an update to the property, and they don't have the funds to do that. So when they do that, they're requiring those funds to come out of the owner's pocket. And like because of all of the checks and balances that were put in place to protect homes and to protect buyers of homes, uh, they are very strictly looking at your debt to income ratio when you're, and what that means is how much you're paying out versus how much you're receiving in every month and can you afford this home. So they're looking at the cost of the payment for the house plus the cost of the payment for the HOA and they've got you in a real comfortable place right there that you can make your home payment, you can make your car payment, you can eat and if a special assessment comes in there's a lot of extra money there. Mm -hmm. And the lender says, what if they can't pay that and their home mortgage? And now are they late on their mortgage and Mm -hmm. things like that? So we're looking at how maintainable is that space that you're going to be in. Okay. So the lenders do care. Uh, they, They need to know about the HOA also. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. In fact, uh, most places when you're looking for a home are putting on that, Thing. This is your HOA, this is your HOA fee, and saying like the, we have to account for that when it comes to can you afford this payment with the $400 HOA fee or whatever it is. Um, but again, understanding that they can make updates depending on what your HOA, some HOAs actually cover the roof or they cover mm-hmm. the siding on the outside of the house. Like mm-hmm. They're responsible for the outside of your property and my, the gate, like you said, the fences sometimes. So it's like, well, these are expenses I'm not going to have to come up with. So it's actually kind of putting that money into, uh, you know, into the outside of my house and into the community that I live in. But, but we need to make sure that that's going to be maintained. So if there's only 20% people, or like you said, owner occupied because like what you guys said if they're involved in the HOA then it's going to be more mm-hmm. effective and efficient mm-hmm. yeah and so one of the problems that we run into is when the HOA is underfunded then they have to slap homeowners with this unforeseen special assessment you know sometimes if they don't have enough in reserves you know for painting or siding you know they're blindsiding these homeowners with a three thousand dollar assessment for painting and siding mm-hmm. you know because there's just not enough in reserves so it is important to find an HOA that is well-funded, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, great. It is time for our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and keep this in mind. We are in our third decade on this show now if you've listened to the show the last couple of months you know that it's really only 15 years 
But by saying third decade, I just want everybody to be aware. <laughs> be careful about news clips that click uh, clickbait. You know, I mean, because three de three decades sounds like thirty years or more. But it's but we did start in '09, so that was one decade. Then the tens were another, and now we're into the twenties. So that's three decades. <laughs> It's only 15 years. It's still a long time, but <laughs> so that's why you want to tune in to uh, Welcome Home Radio. <laughs> um, Michelle, I, I've got more questions on loans. Okay. Um, interest rates went up the last year, yeah. and um, I think it scared or put fear into a lot of people. Yes. Why is that real, or why should it not be so? scary it's yeah really really good question i well the thing about the rates for the last couple of years is they were a bit of an anomaly to be honest a lot of people loved them uh like a three percent rate is great if you can get it and for the first time basically in history <laughs> people were getting these really low rates or at least in the anytime recent history and then suddenly it went from 3% kind of to 7%. And so that's a big difference. And I think a lot of people think of interest rates and typically with the purchase of a vehicle, that's not that big of a deal when you're purchasing a, a much smaller item. But when you're purchasing a house, even a quarter of a percent can be a huge difference in your monthly payment. And that is really what was very scary to people is thinking, well, I, I'm gonna wait is, uh, you know, obviously the first reaction. I'm gonna wait until they go back down to three. And the reality is understanding that really that was an anomaly. Rates are not typically that low. That's not something that will probably happen again. Uh, they may be a little lower than they are now, but probably not ever 3% again. And what we always say, <laughs> there's actually a, a, is that it's always a good time to buy a, a home. Now, if you're buying a house or investment property, things like that, you may want to try to time the market, which if anybody could time the market, they wouldn't need to be working or <laughs> buying investment properties right. or doing anything. And if you're so rich, it wouldn't matter, but nobody can really time the market. But if you're buying a home, you want to live somewhere then it's always a good time to get into the housing market because if you're paying rent then there is someone else who is in the housing market who is benefiting off of your rent they're getting every time you pay your rent they're paying down the equity in the home that you're living in so if i can afford a payment and regardless of what it is that i'm going to purchase if i can afford that payment and even if that payment is a little bit higher than my rent I need to go ahead and do that. Rent is always increasing. Your mortgage payment, if it's a fixed mortgage, which most of them are, it always stays the same. So as my neighbor who's renting has to pay an extra $100 every time they renew their lease, my mortgage stays the same. Eventually, my neighbor who's renting is going to be paying more for their rent than I'm paying for my mortgage. Eventually, so, that will happen. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And and another thing about that, I just want to say that uh, that sometimes people don't want to buy because they can't get into the three bedroom home with the pool and the terrace and you know their dream home. And they say, well, I'm just going to wait until I can get my dream home. And the reality is, the only way you're ever going to get your dream home is to get into what you can get into now that is 
going to be workable and has a good payment. And then as you pay that equity, you can sell that home and use that equity to upgrade to your next home. Mm -hmm. Here's a tip that I gave somebody, um, a coworker who's young and, and wants to uh, get into the housing market. She said she's tired of renting. I, and she's paying a, like $1,100 a month now for rent. I said, what do you really feel like you could afford? She goes, well, I think 1500 mm -hmm. I said, okay, today, start making $1,500 payments to yourself into a special account. From that, pay your $1,100 rent. That $400 a month will start building up. Two things are going to happen. One, you're going to have more down payment or more cash, which gives you more options in the loan process. But also, it gives you confidence that you, you know you can make 1500 mm -hmm. And I said, and you watch. what's gonna, If you can do that for six months, you're going to realize you could do 1700 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So um, yeah. she goes, wow, that's good. I said, yeah, that's the theory of donomics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, she laughed at me, too. <laughs> All right. Um, so... The, uh, for these hero program, but no, I said it wrong. It's not the hero program. It, for hero programs loan team. for heroes. That's right. Uh -huh. All right. Do you do loans for anybody and everybody also, or just? absolutely we're we would never turn anybody away and everybody gets the same great service mm -hmm. um you know that dedication that personal help and getting the just the best opportunities available for them just the heroes we typically have more programs that we can offer to a hero and that's our specialty so sometimes they're getting paid a little differently so we're able to get the escrows through quickly if you're maybe a travel nurse or cal fire and they get paid a little bit wonky so stuff like that but everybody anybody everybody will give you a loan we're not <laughs> we're not discriminating uh, yeah. in any way if you're a construction worker you're a lawyer whatever we'll help you <laughs> so i just tried to get into this credit union and uh, i'm not a member uh, uh, but anyway i was able to say well my daughter's best friend is a teacher can i get it and it was good enough <laughs> i'm in <laughs> yeah that's you know we we definitely want to help anybody who needs some help i think they felt sorry for me and yep. just wanted knew that i needed help <laughs> yeah, people know right. people right yeah, exactly it's probably because you're done they're like oh it's don he's in our credit union oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right what this is your crystal ball i'm asking now there's some people that say oh rates are gonna oh. drop <laughs> by the end of the year rates are gonna be back down to the threes or fours what's your t are, are we gonna see lower interest rates this year oh well like i said before if i could time the market i would not be here with you folks today i'd be in my maserati and my <laughs> bedroom house on my yacht uh, I don't know the answer to that question however it here's a good rule of thumb if the rates go down later and you've already purchased a house you can refinance and lower your rate if the rates go up later and you've already purchased a house then you're in a good position because you have a lower rate than the market rate right now and if the rates stay the same you're building equity in your home every time you pay your mortgage all right that's a that's a good thought um, we just have a couple of minutes left. 
left. So I would like to ask Gina first, then Allison, then Michelle. What is your what do you want people to remember most about today's show? Uh, that we are here to help homeowners uh, make an educated decision on when they're purchasing within an association uh, to give us a call and ask questions, get the documents, look it over, and make sure this is the right purchase for you. Um, and uh, come to us and ask questions. That's the main thing. And have your realtor reach out to us, get those documents, or you reach out to us. Uh, that way we can make the make you guys, uh, the buyer, happy. All right. Thank you. How about you, Allison? Yeah. So I, I, I completely agree with everything she just said. I, again, well, she's your boss. You have to. <laughs> right. But, but again, a well-informed buyer is going to make a happier homeowner in the long run. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. The more information you mm -hmm. have, the more knowledge you have, the happier you're going to be. Correct, because so you'll be more one. confident in that decision, and, and then you know it's the best purchase mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Michelle, how about you? Yeah, I, I think both of the things that they said are really universal, not just to HOAs, but to real estate, to loans. If I have questions, I need to ask them. I need to get them answered. The thing I'd like you to take away from this is ask get with a loan officer if you can buy today it's a good time to buy there are programs out there that can help you so never make up stories in your head about why i can't purchase today oh i like get, that get, get on get yeah. on the phone with a loan officer and find out what's true and how does what's a phone number for for you um yeah you can get... contact me directly at 559-314-6760 or we can go on HeroLoanTeam.com and then you'll talk to a um, loan officer from there, but it won't necessarily be me. <laughs> okay. All right. And then how about how do we get a hold of Regency Property Management? Yes. Uh, our phone number is 559-221-3170. All right. And the way you get a hold of Welcome Home Radio is tune in next Saturday <laughs> to 940 a.m. on your radio dial. All right. We'll be back again next week. Everybody take care and thank you for coming to the show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you.